0: You're listening to the Rapid Realization Podcast, where we discuss the mind, body, and everything on healing from within, for you to get inspired to finding your own inner wisdom, to be more self-actualized, and become aware of your highest potential. And I'm your host, Dr. Anne-Marie Belkansky, a certified clinical hypnotherapist and mind coach at Rapid Realization, and I welcome you. So let's begin. Today's episode number 30 we're going to talk about being uncomfortable in uncertainty. So what is uncertainty? (laughs) Really, it's if we are not certain about what the outcome is going to be, then you're uncertain. So it's a lack of knowing of what is next. And I would say most of us that when we're uncertain about something, it can create a lot of discomfort. And I think this topic really holds true for many people out there right now in regards to what we're dealing with, with the pandemic and coronavirus and the uncertainty that we have experienced just in the last one, almost, you know, two years now of not knowing what's going to happen. So I want to talk about how to deal with the uncomfortableness of the uncertainty. So, when we become uncertain about a situation, what usually happens is our thinking mind can create a lot of thoughts. We can create a lot of what ifs. I was just talking with someone, and they're like, I heard anxiety was living in the future. And depression is living in the past. I was like, yes. (laughs) When we are uncertain about something, we do become anxious. And we start to then think about all the things that could happen in the future. And we become fearful of maybe the what-ifs or the worst-case scenarios. Our thinking mind really gets the best of us as it creates all of these thoughts and illusions about what could happen in the future. And then that is creating a feeling within us of fear because we're subconsciously experiencing that. What your, The vision that you are creating or the imagery that we're creating in our mind about what could happen, just the mere thought of it is creating an imprint on our subconscious mind or to our subconscious mind more so and creating that experience so then we have the physical reaction of, of, that, of that potential outcome. So the feeling body is basically reacting to the what-ifs, the future sense, and we're living now in the future because subconscious mind does not know the difference. It doesn't know real or not real, meaning experienced reality or non-experienced reality. And when we think about it, we then experience that reality through the thoughts. So obviously, if the thoughts are are not helping us in uncertain situations, we have to learn how to calm those thoughts down or not have those thoughts. I know, easier said than done. But it is a practice of starting to build up all the tools that you have in your arsenal to be able to master your thoughts and then master your emotions. Because really, the both thoughts and emotions are, in a sense, a separate thing, but they do connect together. And a lot of people will even ask me this question like what's the difference between my thoughts and my emotions you can create a thought and not not have an emotional tie to that thought it's almost like you know thoughts are the data that you don't need to have a an emotional tie to you can just take it in for what it is so I've worked with people where they thought that their thoughts (laughs) were very much who they are And we can have thoughts and ideas, and that's just part of the collection of data. So we're very stimulated by a lot of data around us, such as social media, this podcast, TV, the news, and that's just what it is. It's data. It's information. And we can focus our attention on that and then create an opinion or a judgment or a feeling upon that. Or it could be a thought that then reminds us of something that then creates a feeling. So, for example, if the uncertainty reminds us of a time that we had felt uncomfortable or uncertain, then it's going to bring back all of those memories of having that experience. So, I know for me, in regards to um, the the crisis in the pandemic, uh, when we went into lockdown, there was this huge sense of uncertain uncertainty around around you know. Um, Having a job, <laughs> getting income, and and living, and it almost brought me back to 2008. For those of you that um, were here in the in the states during that time when the economy crashed and and everybody went through this economic hardship and all the uncertain feelings during that time almost came forward and brought me into this reliving of experience because of the economy or the uncertainty. So we have to be aware that our thoughts are creating this loop then of feelings, of discomfort. And then the discomfort almost revs up the thoughts. So it becomes this feedback loop of, Thoughts, emotions, emotions, thoughts, thoughts, emotions, emotions, thoughts, and then and like r- it loops on each other, just kind of revving it up. We don't want that, so we want to be aware of the thoughts that we're having that may not be helping our emotions, and find what we can control within that f- within that experience. So for me, my thoughts are much more easily manageable, in a sense that I. Can evaluate and recognize the patterns of thinking that are making me feel uncomfortable. So, one thing I like to do on my own is I like to journal or write down maybe all of the thoughts and feelings that are tied to those thoughts that I'm having. And just to get it out, just to be able to express it, to to let it go, to um, to release that energy that's being held within me. That's why people like to work out or maybe even cry or yell and scream or that our journal. I mean, that is all an expression of being able to let go of that energy that's being held within us. and we don't want to focus a lot of tension on that, though. So you can almost rev yourself into that loop even further if we do that for so long and almost suck ourselves into this vortex of, of of discomfort. We want we we need to find a point where where we help and transform ourselves. And if you're unable to kind of pull yourself out of that vortex, or you know, get yourself to reduce the energy behind it. That's why. I mean, I know for me, like if I have a good cry or work out really good, I just, it's it's almost this sense of relief. Um, it is because it is a relief. It is a release. And I know there may be some people that will be like crying is a release. Yes, absolutely. It is a chemical release from our body. We are expressing it. And there may be a belief behind the idea of crying that even, some people think that it's not good or that it's a sign of weakness, but no, these are emotions and it's very natural for you to have them. You know, I've worked with people that are like, I cry for everything. And yeah, you have a lot of energy and you're very empathetic or whatever it may be. And that's fine. I mean, I cry for movies. I'm going to be honest with you. If I watch a sappy movie, yes, I'm going to cry. And it's just part of, emotions like it is a release sometimes the emotions that i'm feeling at that moment just need to come out some other way it's like laughing you know we 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 are are experiencing the feeling of of joy so much that we have to express that emotion through the sound of laughter i mean we're not we're not talking badly about that but when it comes to crying it's so funny to think that we have this social um Negative connotation around crying, as if it is bad, but it's no different. It is, it is the opposite of laughing. It is the opposite of it. But because we run away from negative emotions, we we tend to run away from negative emotions and look at it as it's bad. And when we walk towards positive emotions like happiness and joy, um, you know, we we've labeled then that the sadness is bad and that it's not good and we shouldn't cry. But it's just a form of release. And so if that is one of your ways of releasing something, then then by all means, let it be, you know, but we don't want to, we don't want to, we don't want to um, linger in that and rev it up because we do have attention. We all have the ability to shift our attention. And so once you feel that you have been able to express to the best of your ability, whatever it is that we feel uh, in regards to uncertainty, you get that out. I like to journal it out, so I'll journal journal it out. And then after I've been able to express it to a point, you you would feel an instant re- calming after that. It, it would be natural if you expressed it in, enough. And then I focus my attention on my higher self a more a more positive aspect or another part that is very resourceful that I have given a lot of these resources and also nurtured so that I can help myself so that I'm able to alleviate myself during these times otherwise I would reach out to someone to help bring it out to be that voice of reasoning to pull me out of that vortex of maybe sadness discomfort or emotions that I'm having that is uncomfortable So if your higher self or a more higher aspect of who you are is is not able to come out, then um, you would reach out to a friend or someone that you know that you usually talk to that may be able to give you words of wisdom. And, you know, sometimes my clients will call me and it really does not take much time for me to just give a little words or few words of wisdom to be able to pull them out of that. And then they're able to kind of handle the rest just because it was like the sense of pulling them out of that 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 bottle of, of emotions that they they could not see the situation any other way or reframe it because they were so sucked into that that feeling So depending on where you are right now, you either gain resources to help yourself find the answer as to why that is not really the worst case scenario, that that outcome, even if it was going to happen, it's really not the end of the world. And being able to, to see that kind of the deeper meaning. And by seeing that it's not the end of the world, this is another way of handling uncertainty is by kind of getting the bigger sense of what's going on. It's... It's like, you know, sitting in your seat and um, seeing maybe your computer or your phone or your desk or your couch or your car or wherever you are right now, being there and kind of taking in this environment and then thinking about the state that you're in. So for me, I'm sitting at my desk, I'm in front of my mic, I'm in front of my computer. And now I just shift my attention to where i am meaning the land that i'm in am I'm, I'm sitting on which is in the state of florida and so now i kind of broaden my scope of awareness of attention so okay i'm in this i'm in florida and then i broaden even further out of that i think okay i'm sitting in this desk at this chair which is in florida which is then in the in the united states of america So I'm on this big continent floating on this ocean (laughs) called the United States of America. Um, And then I think, okay, let's pull even further out. I'm sitting in this chair in front of my desk um, on this big land in Florida, which is inside the United States of America, which is on this big, beautiful planet called Earth. And we're now rotating in uh, the solar system, um, traveling around this big sun, which is our sun. (laughs) And this is one galaxy of many, 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 many galaxies in this huge universe. And I feel pretty small now thinking that Really, there are so much more to life than just what I'm experiencing right now. And this experience that I'm going through is not going to end the world. It's not going to stop the world from spinning. Yes, it will be an uncomfortable period of time, but that's part of growth. Everything needs to go through cycles, and the experience of going through something uncomfortable is just us learning how to evolve or to change with the cycle of life, with the ever-changing process of growth. So that is one way we can look at it, of, of recognizing that we will pass this, it will go on, and it's not the end of the world even if let's say theoretically I went bankrupt, lost all my money, and you know, even lost my home. You know, for me I love to camp, so <laughs> I would probably go out to a to some forestry and, and camp out in the woods, <laughs> you know. <laughs> or maybe just go, you know, commit myself to a monastery. You know, there there is an answer to something something bad happening. There is it's not all bad. It could be good. I don't know. I can't really judge it. So me, maybe um, someone losing their job cannot judge that that loss of employment could be the, the opening to a new career, doing something maybe they absolutely love. But if we judge what we're experiencing at that moment, labeling it as bad or good and Wanting it to not change, then we could create more discomfort for ourselves. So life is constantly changing, growing, and evolving. So we have to be able to surrender to the process of growth, no matter what the situation is. I would say the one thing that you can control is going to be your reaction to the outcome of the situation. But you cannot control the outcome. We can maybe make the outcome more likely or not likely, but we cannot definitively determine the outcome of a situation. None of us could have could have definitively defined the outcome of coronavirus and how that would look. Still, to this day, we cannot define that. And so if we continue to think about what could happen, the what ifs, it's just going to create this unnecessary discomfort force for something that we cannot control. We can only control our reactions. We can control our thoughts. We may feel at times that we cannot control our thoughts or emotions, but I believe that the more understanding we have of our thoughts and our emotions, then the more control we have over them. And the only way you're going to understand your thoughts and emotions is by, well, letting them out, expressing them, learning, sitting with yourself in silence in order to listen to them, to Understand what they're saying, because who knows? Maybe it's saying that something, there is something that you need to do in order to change to be able to have a better experience. That's the growth. When we go through discomforting times, we learn how to do things better. We learn how to have, we are motivated, I'll say, to not experience that discomfort So that we can be comfortable. (laughs) So it is the discomfort that becomes the motivational factor for us to learn how to be comfortable in that situation, in the change, to be comfortable within the change that is occurring around us. And of course, it's not comfortable sitting in a place of discomfort, but it does become necessary sometimes for us to be able to learn if we're always comfortable, then there's no motivation for us to want to do anything different. So that's how I see uncomfortableness. That's how I see uncertainty. That's how I see situations that create discomfort for me. I see it as a lesson. I see it as growth. I see it as opportunity. And that's that's been the tools that I've I've and I've I've encouraged within myself so that I can be able to have a more overall comforting life because what happens is the more discomforting situations that we learn to acclimate to then we get to a place of being very diverse where we can handle any type of situation because we've handled so many different situations so our baseline And that's why it may take even more difficult experiences or or major times of uncertainty for us to be as uncomfortable as we maybe once felt. I know I am not as uncomfortable as I was back in 2008 compared to now. And that's because over time I've helped myself to surrender, (laughs) let's surrender, because this process of uncertainty, letting go of an expectation or a holding of idea of how something needs to turn out is surrendering, holding on to the thoughts of how it needs to be or, um, or how it could be is surrendering and just trusting a uh, trust of just knowing that it's going to be okay. And sometimes you need to almost project yourself out to reflect back at prior times when you have experienced hardship to recognize that it was okay, that you did overcome them, you know, and in there in 2008 I keep on bringing that up because for me personally, it was a very challenging time for me. And this was when I was in med school and I had to take a year off between um, uh, after second year or so, between second and third year of med school, I, I took a year off because of the economy crash and just being really poor at the time. I mean, I maxed out my credit cards. I had no student loans. Um, you know, if it wasn't for my friends and and some family that were able to assist me at the time, I... I literally had absolutely nothing and I would have been on the streets completely, but my friend let me stay with them. I was able to find work and I was able to overcome that and that experience definitely taught me a lot of lessons and it was a period of tremendous growth. It was during 2008 that I discovered meditation and I had my first moment of awakening Um, as I really delved into wanting to just help myself feel better because at the time I I couldn't afford therapy. I couldn't afford, you know, um, really anything outside of a book. So I started reading a lot of self-help books during the 2008 economy crash and getting into philosophies of like, you know, um, Buddhism and and Siddhartha and um, power of now Eckhart Tolle and and those books really saved me and, and helped me open up this new world of of healing while I was in med school. So I would say that the 2008 economy crashed um, was extremely difficult and very uncomfortable, but it was the motivation I needed for me to want to feel better and read these books and, and learn. Thanks for listening, and I hope you gained some newfound insights or realizations. If you would like future alerts on new episodes, be sure to hit the subscribe. You can also join me, your host, on Instagram to continue this conversation, ask questions, or just to give us feedback because we love hearing from you, the listener. Just search in the handle Ann Balkansky, or you can check below in the show notes all of our social media links, as well as how else you can get connected. Until next time, have a great one.